Welcome, player two, to the land of Pod. I'm Kitty M, the All Geek, and your guide through this geekiest of lands. I'm sorry it's been a while. Zombieism. I'll explain later. But this week, Deadpool 2 and the Old Man Logan and the Sea references from that trailer that you should have seen by now. Sword Art Online explained if it was Death Stranding. Oh, and the robot apocalypse won't be so bad. But Horizon Zero Dawn still isn't an RPG. Come on, player two. Let's roll. Player two. Come on, sit down. Feels like so long ago since we last spoke. And it has been. My apologies. I spent some extra time in the Hall of Geek and I may have contracted a virus. I'm I'm fine now. I'm fine. It's probably not catching. But on the off chance that it's zombieism, which it probably totally isn't, you remember rule two of Zombieland, right? Just in case? That's right. Double tap it. Every time, baby. It's just that if I bite you and I'm a zombie and you become a zombie, you're not going to last. You're too good of a person. While you were being less of a good person, flirting with the orc bartender, while I'm right here, like I can see it happening, player two, I was over at the notice board getting the latest news. Ah, Deadpool 2 This is what I want. References to Cable, Wolverine, and I'm pretty sure not a completely accurate retelling of Old Man and the Sea right at the end there. Oh, and senseless violence. And joking about senseless violence. And butts. Lots of butts. I'm not surprised at the amount of butt there was in the Deadpool 2 sneak peek. This is everything I wanted from Deadpool 1. And if they get it right, I'm getting that tattoo. Speaking of things that come in red and black, I think, I guess, I don't know. Uh, The only time I've been outside this week was to go cough in a waiting room. It's the Switch! Have you seen this, Player 2? Of course you have. You're very well informed. If you've got one, let me know on Twitter at ChaosKittyM. You can, you know, tease me with pictures of it on Twitter. I'd be okay with that. The Zelda Breath of the Wild game, though, is taking people by storm. And on the Switch... They're loving it. It's meant to be a huge map, so if you've played it at all, Player 2, let me know. I want to hear what's happening in the outside world. As far as games and geekery is concerned, the other trash fire nonsense, no thank you. Still speaking of red and black, because who has time to write segues? Star Wars Thrawn is back. Now, Thrawn was a baddie in the extended Star Wars universe, which we pretend didn't happen, but then he came back as part of the super duper, this time we really mean it for realsies, Star Wars, in Star Wars Rebels Animation. Now, he's getting his own novel in the Star Wars universe. The real one, not the fakey one that everyone thought was really happening for the past few decades. That's it. I mean, there's more, but... I think we should leave this tavern where everyone is coughing. I didn't give I didn't give them my sickness. You know what? Dave has always looked a little bit like a zombie. I don't think you should hold that against him. But we should go. There's some news in Otaku Land. Come on, player two. It's time. There are definitely more Gundam in Otaku World than there've been ever before. I mean a player two, there's like double. I've never actually counted all of them, but I'm 98% certain that there weren't this many before. Also, that one over there is crying. 
I have a theory about that. But first, I should explain why all these Pikachu have surrounded us. It is ketchup the Pikachu eats, right? Not, not human blood? Cool. Just wanted to be sure I'm not that up on my Pokemon knowledge. I think they're gathering around because I bring word of a new Pokemon movie. You know Pokemon, the handheld Nintendo game where you play as a kid of about 10 who is shoved out the door by an irresponsible dead-eyed parent who insists you should explore the world finding magical animals and making them fight each other instead of going to school. When do these kids go to school? It's also been able to translate well into mobile gaming with Pokemon Go, where a sirenesque Vaporeon calls you into oncoming traffic, or someone else's private property. Don't do that. To be serious though, I love the Pokemon game franchise. I only wish I'd gotten into it sooner, but I'd never watched the anime as a kid, so I think it passed me by. Now, there is a chance for those of us who missed out. There will be a new Pokemon movie called I Choose You. It's the story of how Ash and Pikachu met. You know Ash, he's the annoying kid in Pokemon anime who dresses like a trucker, and Pikachu, his sentient stun gun Pokemon pal. Now, it may seem redundant to most Pokemon fans already as to how Ash and Pikachu met once, as that's already been explained, or has it? Or will the twist be that Mimikyu has gotten his claws on a time travel device and is living the dream of being Pikachu? Now there is a story. Nintendo, hit me up. I have ideas. The trailer is out now and the movie is out in Japan on July 15. Oh, and speaking of anime movies, of which there are many this year and my life is richer for them, Sword Art Online, the movie, is coming to Australia. Yeah, it's out for international fans. If you're new here, Sword Art Online is basically what would happen if Kojima made a virtual reality game. We went out, bought it, on release day, plugged it in, and then Kojima was like, uh, actually you're all trapped here till you beat the game, also if you die here, you die in real life. LOL! And given that we don't know what Death Stranding is really about, don't be so sure that won't happen to us at all. It probably won't because it won't be VR, but it could, and it's a Kojima game, so we're all gonna take that chance because totally worth it. But if you do like Momopika's massive multiplayer online games, I really think you're going to like Sword Art Online. So take a chance with it. Maybe binge it before the movie comes to where you are, unless you're not in Australia. So I guess just chill, take your time with the series. If you can even do that, I guarantee you'll binge it. Guarantee. Okay, player two, you, you really want to know why that robot's crying? I think it's because they're tearing down the Gundam in Japan. Gundam are mechs, and mechs are giant robot fighting suits. Think of if we got a fighter jet and a tank to mate, and then wore the baby. That sounds creepier than it actually needs to be. The point being, Gundam aren't actual robots as much as they look like robots, but inside them there are people there and they're piloting them and fighting other people in the giant robot suits. Easiest entry point to Gundam, and by extension Gunpla, which is the building of these suits, but like plastic, not real. <laughs> you can't build a real Gundam, or well, they kind of did in Japan. Anyway, is Gundam tri-build fighters. It's a little bit kiddy, but it explains the world and explains the suits in a very simple way. It is a good universe to get into. There's a lot of fighting, political intrigue, 
and even though I hate it when people refer to them as robots, giant fighting robots. I mean, if you like Voltron and Transformers, you're gonna like Gundam. The most important thing though is that for years, Japan has had what is, I think, a one-to-one -one scale Gundam that lights up. One-to-one -one scale, by the way, is actual life-size. So whenever someone refers to it as the giant Gundam in Japan, they're wrong and you need to correct them. But as my DP would say, is it big enough? Apparently not. So it's getting pulled down and it will be replaced by a unicorn Gundam. No, not a, a Gundam in the shape of a horse with a pointy thing on its head. That's not... It's not what Unicorn means when it comes to Gundam. It will be replaced with the RX-0 Unicorn Gundam from Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, the series. Hopefully in time for the 40th anniversary of Gundam in 2019. So you've got still a little bit of time to try and catch up. I think there are literally thousands of episodes though. So remember to eat. Go to the toilet while you do that. Now, Player 2, I know, you know me, and so you may be ready for me to launch into some lengthy discussion on how this is definitely going to end in a robot apocalypse that we've already been pre-warned about in movies, anime, games, and comics. But I just finished playing Horizon Zero Dawn, so I'm okay with it. It's cool. Like, it'll be bad, but I've seen the future. It's not going to be that bad. Did you, do you want to go there now? Not the future, I can't time travel. But to Horizon Zero Dawn? Come on, Player Two, let's go. I'm pretty sure those Pikachu aren't eating ketchup. So we should go now. Not saying run, but if you feel so inclined. Player Two, stay low in the long grass. That way the Watchers can't see us. We're here. In Horizon Zero Dawn. <sighs> You've heard about Horizon Zero Dawn, right? The reason everyone is suddenly declaring their love for RPGs. And that's great! There is a slight problem. It's not an RPG. Yeah, that's right. Horizon Zero Dawn isn't an RPG. What Horizon Zero Dawn is, is a video game that tells the story of Earth that is no longer ours. Humanity has suffered some great catastrophe, and now those that remain live there in tribes, all of whom hunt and fear the robotic animals that stalk and dominate their landscape. And it follows Aloy, an outcast of the Nora tribe, and her quest to get answers. It's a unique world, the likes of which I don't think we've seen for quite a while and certainly not on this scale in a video game. It's also not an RPG. But hear me out. RPG stands for Role Play Game and technically yes, you play the role of Aloy in the game. But as a specific genre of game which is defined by a role that you can assume, customise to a certain extent and enact some kind of version of sentient behaviours that changes your outcomes and the relationships within the game, no, not an RPG. There are not many paths to achieving the end of Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a pretty straightforward march from the beginning to the end, with slight detours and the appearance of choice through some select moments with dialogue, which seem to have little to no actual bearing on your relationship with people. 
you're not your own character within Horizon Zero Dawn. You can't choose how your relationships really play out between Aloy and the other characters, other than forging alliances, which is kind of part of the game anyway. And by that, I mean I can't date Erend, and I desperately want to date Erend. But in this game, you are Aloy. You are discovering Aloy's story. And that's what Horizon Zero Dawn is. And before you come at me with, but RPG, insert your comments here, let me just say Elder Scrolls. The Elder Scrolls franchise has set the standard of what you should expect from anything calling itself an RPG. You choose the race, the gender, the class of your character over whom you have increasingly high degrees of customization of their appearance as the games in the series go on. Within the Morrowind game, which came out in the early 2000s, you had about 25 kilometers to run around in back then, which was huge. Bethesda, the company behind Elder Scrolls, also have a way of making it feel bigger. But Elder Scrolls is your platinum standard, even going with games in a similar vein that are more restrictive, like the Fable franchise. Certain aspects of your appearance can be changed, and in fact do change dependent on the morality of the decisions you're making. Those decisions in turn have a ripple effect throughout the world. You can buy property, get married, have kids, and you can marry whoever you like. Ghosts, people who are pretty much mole people who live in some weird Orwellian but more cheery underground city. You can do all of that. And from Fallout to Neverwinter to Witcher, all of those franchises are about how you play your role in the world and how that affects everything else. That's an RPG. But you might be thinking, after hearing all of this, that I don't like Horizon Zero Dawn and that I'm sad that they didn't put more RPG aspects in the game. Why are you so wrong about me, Player 2? It's not how I roll at all. I won't tell you how it ends or what happens after it ends, it lives up to the hype. It is a fresh, complex story told beautifully through a solid script, talented voice actors, and masters of game making. Clever mechanics of gameplay in a world that's been crafted with great detail. And you only need to see some of the screenshots of the game to see how beautiful it is. Guerrilla Games, the ones behind it, are obviously proud of how everything looks because they include a photo mode in the game. And well, they should have. And well, they should be proud of it. The mechanics of the game actually aren't my favourite though, because I'm not very good at video games and I don't enjoy a lot of the boss battles, because it jarred with the way I'd gotten to those points, which was by being a sneaky, stealthy killer type who realised that robots can't shoot around corners. But in the end, I did start to have fun, experimenting with ways to compensate for my crappy skills with clever ways to kill the enemy. Prettiest things were, and they were pretty, and as much fun as killing things was, in the video game, not in real life. I hate that I have to make that distinction for you, player too, but I know what you're like. For me, in a video game, it has to be the world and the characters. If you can get me feeling something for the NPCs, other than burgeoning rage that they won't get out of the way when I'm trying to take my shot, you've got me. And I have been very vocal about my love for Erend in this game, especially on Twitter. He's my boyfriend. He's also an Osirum. They like drinking and fighting, mainly. These characters are stock standard in fantasy games, and they're usually my favourites anyway. What makes Erend special is the characterisation, the animation, but more than that, the voice acting. Now, I'm using him as an example because he's my favourite, but 
there was a true light and shade in his tone. A character who can easily be played off just one way without much thought because we know what the drinking and fighting characters are like, but he wasn't. There was care put into this character. It was put into all of the characters. Oh, and the characters. Usually in post-apocalyptic anything, everyone you talk to is a white straight dude, which I'm not against as a group, but it is highly unrealistic given, well, you know, the entire human race. You're not going to get that with Horizon Zero Dawn. No spoilers, but look, there is a lot to love about a lot of the characters in this game, and I want you to discover them for yourselves. I do wish there was more RPG in it the way I think of an RPG, but only because of the world building of Horizon Zero Dawn. It's something that has me interested in the world. A world I haven't seen before, but I want to be part of. Like, I want to go to the Claim, which is the homeland of the Osram, and I want to join a Tinkerer's Guild. I want to go on a long and winding quest, meeting with a shaman from the Banuk who will teach me something mystical about robots. I want to join an explorer's guild in Meridian that profits from finding ancient trinkets for nobles all over the Sundom. I want to hunt monsters for the Nora. That's how good Horizon Zero Dawn is. It has shown me only snippets of each tribe that exists so far in the game, and I want to interact with all of them. It set my imagination on fire. None of that exists in the game that I was talking about. None of those guilds. And yet, I'm ready for them. This is an incredibly pared-down game compared to something like Skyrim from the Elder Scrolls franchise. You know, it was like Norse Star Wars where there's rebels and the Empire and everyone's a bit of a racist jerk. But I did like the simplicity of Horizon Zero Dawn. They didn't overextend themselves. Instead, they laid solid foundations for the game and focused on making the core elements within it strong. And that's all they needed to do. As far as I can tell, this is the first RPG that Guerrilla have ever done. And that's a pretty big task. Do I wish there was more? Of course I do. But only because what they've done already has been done so well. And that's very important for them. And at the moment, there's not much talk about DLCs. Everyone's keeping very, very quiet. But I do hope they'll be coming for this game, and soon. An expansion of this world would only serve to give me even more time in it, though I have started the game again. In fact, directly after beating the boss, I started again. I don't know why, I just wanted to. I do know why I wanted to replay all the animations with Erend. As for a sequel, Horizon Dawn 1 sounds pretty good to me. Maybe this time it could be closer to the RPGs that I consider RPGs. A player could create their own character from a selection of tribes within the world. But if they don't go this way, if it continues down the path of games more like Tomb Raider and less like Skyrim, they're still going to be getting my money. Hey, is that a glint hawk? Yet in the game, these guys are real jerks, and I spent all my magical herbs jumping down a cliff face rather than finding the clever way down. So, we should run now. Not really a suggestion. Like, it's a suggestion. If you want to live, run!
back in the tavern, player two. I hear the very bad bard is on her way soon. I think she got the same thing as me, but who knows with her. She might have just had one too many drinks. You can like The Land of Pod on Facebook and Twitter, wherever you get social media networks. And you can find me at ChaosKittyM on Twitter. Those are the best places to reach me. Tell me your favourite RPGs, your favourite moments in Horizon Zero Dawn so far, which anime you're watching, and which sneaky references you caught in the Deadpool sneak peek. I'll mainly just be there sharing screenshots of Erend on Twitter, because I'm an adult and I'm allowed to do what I want. Until next time, Player 2.